will be in John chapter 8. I'll be in verse 42. I'm just going to read this one verse. I have several other scriptures marked that I may turn to. Uh, but we're just going to read out of John chapter 8, verse 42. And uh, if you have your place, just due to, due to where we're at, you may rise. If, you've, uh, if you uh, are able to, you may not be able to due to where you're sitting. But if you're able to, you can rise for a reading of the Word of God here. John chapter 8 and verse 42. Uh, it says here in the Scriptures, Jesus said unto them, If God were your Father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. And Lord Jesus, this evening, I, I ask you, Lord, to help me to preach this that you've laid upon my heart, even this lately, that you've laid upon my heart, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to help me, and I ask you, Lord, to help all of us, Lord, that we would hear, and, and Lord, not just with our ears, but hear in our hearts, Lord, your word, Lord. And, and I, I call to mind this question of love, and I ask you, Lord, to let us search ourselves uh, and see to it, Lord, that we would draw closer to you in love. And I ask you this, Lord Jesus, in your name, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I may not be well put together because I had something ready to preach to you. And uh, very shortly before service, about 20, 30 minutes before, I realized that it wasn't going to work and this is where we were going. And the Lord does this occasionally. What I had in mind was to preach to you out of 2 Timothy on how to be a fit vessel. And that's a good subject because we need to know how to be a fit vessel. But the more I turned it over, the more I realized it doesn't matter what I teach you if you don't want it. You know, I, I, I stood in front of a lot of professional mechanics a lot of hours and tried to teach them about aircraft and about maintenance and about maintenance practices and about how to do it the right way. Uh, and about how to be uh, the best at your job and how to be uh, better th than what you are and how to be a true professional. And I found that those who wanted it got it and those who didn't, didn't. Uh, and so no matter what I preach to you tonight, what really matters is whether or not you want it. Uh, and it's, So I'm putting that aside that I was going to preach and I want to get into this thing uh, of loving God because that's what it all comes down to. I guess what I'm asking you is do you love God? Now, we all say we do. We say we do. But do you love God? I, I knew a man that I worked with who would have told you he loved his wife. And I guess he thought pretty well of her. But at the same time, he ran around on her. I'm going to tell you, that's not loving your wife. Uh, and, and, you know, we say we love God. Uh, but, if, but if our thoughts are not on Him, uh, if we never think of Him through the week, if we barely check in with Him once a week, uh, then we make ourselves a liar. Uh, we're not... Uh, we're not lovers of God, if that's the case. Uh, and here Jesus was talking to Pharisees who said they loved God uh, because they had all the little isms down pat. They had all the little rules down pat, and the do's and the do-nots, and the shalls and shall-nots, and had them all separated and parsed just right. But it comes down to it, they didn't love God. Now Jesus said that, so I can stand on it. He said, uh, if God were your Father, you would love me. And there are several things in that. First off, if you're really saved, you do love God. He says, if God were your Father, you would love me. So that means that, you know, we, we say that we're all Christians. We say that we've been born again. If we have, the proof is that we love God. We love Him now, not like Him. Not thankfully highly of Him. Uh, it's more to it than being willing to advertise for Him on our Facebook page. Uh, because, and, and, you know, there's more to it than that. If, if we're really born of God, 
If He's really our Father, then we love Him. That means that He occupies our minds. He occupies our hearts. He occupies our desires. Amen. Our desires. It means that what we really, really want isn't a thing. It's not, uh, it's not even a person. It's Him. We want Him. We want His will. We want more of Him. If we really love God, uh, it's what we're seeking after all the time is more and more how we can be close to Him, how we can uh, do His will, how we can uh, be more like what He wants us to be. If we really love Him. I'm going to tell you there's some great promises in this book for those that love God. Uh, and, and we think of these promises being for everybody, but they're not for everybody. All the promises of God in here are not for everybody. They're only for those who love God. It says, now it's, it's in Exodus as well, but I'm going to read it out of Deuteronomy. Uh, during the giving of the Ten Commandments... Uh, and you would think of the Ten Commandments as just a bunch of rules, but it's not so. Uh, in Deuteronomy in chapter 5, uh, right after the second commandment that's given, uh, I'm going to be in verse 10, but I'll start in verse 8 where uh, the Lord gives through Moses this in the second commandment, Thou shalt not make thee any graven images. Uh, in verse 9, Thou shalt not bow down thyself unto them, nor serve them. I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, <coughs> visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children. Uh, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. You see, the, the mercies of God and the promises of God are to those that love Him. And He said, if God were your Father, you would love me. Uh, so again, if you're really a child of God, and if you're really born of God, the promises are yours because you love God. Uh, now, I'm not in here trying to accuse people of not loving God. But I am trying to question you. How much do you love God? How much do you love God? Now, you know as well as I do that you can love people and at the same time you can take them for granted. And, you can, and your love can, uh, as the Bible says, wax cold. In other words, get cold. You can love somebody and just take them for granted so much that you don't think about them all the time. And you're not constantly worried about how they're doing. And you're not really thinking about how I can please them all the time. And so I guess what I'm trying to do in here, uh, if you're a child of God, is, is to try to stoke the fires uh, and, and try to, to, to awaken in you uh, that desire again to love God and to draw closer to Him. Your promises are based on the love of God. Uh, I'll promise you now, His love never grows cold. And his love for us is never less than perfect because God's perfect. You, and now, I'm, that's something, isn't it now? The most that God ever loves you is the same amount He loves you always. How about that? Because, I mean, it's a perfect love. And so He never grow, loves you any less. He always loves you with a perfect love. Uh, how much do you love God this evening? Uh, do you love Him enough? I, I don't think I love Him enough. But, but I want to ask you, how much, do you love, how much have you loved God this week? Should next week be better than this week? If you look back on this week, has your love for Him been sufficient to help you? Have you, have you felt... I, I want to ask you something. When's the last time you felt the warmth in your heart of the love of God? I mean that. And if you've never felt it, I question your birth certificate. Because it says, if God were your Father, you would have loved me. And so if we're a child of God, we've, we've loved God. Loved Him now, not liked Him, not said okay to Him. This thing of accepting God is not in the Scriptures. It's a, it's a man-made doctrine. There's nothing in the Scriptures that says accept God or accept Christ. It's not in the Scriptures at all. 
But it says we're to believe in Him. And that's talking about with all of our heart. Our heart. Yeah, that includes our love. Our love. In Romans 8.28, the verse that you've heard quoted so many times, that promise that everybody loves to hold up and says, this is a promise I can stand on. Well, I hope you can, but it's not for everybody. Uh, It says, and we know that all things work together for good to who? To them that love God. Not them that like God. Not them that wear His name around on a t-shirt, but them that love God. Love God. To them that, 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 I'm talking about, how do you love God? You've got to set your mind, set your affections on Him. Set your heart on Him. That means that you think about Him outside the church walls. That means that you're putting Him in your priorities. That means that whatever you do is determined by, is this what God wants me to do? If so, you do it with all your heart. Uh, you know, does God want me to be a... Look, if, if starting from the time you're young, does He want you to be a better student? Well, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, I want Him after all to... Uh, I want after all to be better equipped to do His will. So then you put, your, you put your hands to it and your heart to it and your mind to it and you do your best. On the job that you work at, whatever your job is, whatsoever you do, uh, do all things. Uh, that's right, all things. Uh, in His name and for His glory. We put, our, we put our, our hands and our heart to everything we do because we do it for Him and for His testimony. So that we might, be, uh, so that we might show Him wherever we're at and wherever, whatever we're doing. And if we love Him, we don't want to disgrace His name. And we don't want to drag His name through the mud. And we don't want people saying how sorry we are because it's not because it's a disgrace to us, but because it's a disgrace to God. And if we love Him, we honor His name. And we do our best at whatever we do. From the time we're young all the way through the time until we die. Whatever we do, we do it out of the love of God. Out of the love of God. And we know that all things work together for good for them that love God. That's a great promise. To them who are the called according to His purpose. It's a great promise, but it's only for those that love God. Do you love God? How is your love for God tonight? Do you think it's stronger than last year? Do you think about it much through the week? Can I ask you this? For those of you who are married... You can think of your husband or your wife. Do you remember the do you remember the time when they were all that occupied your mind? Or how that first love burned hot and how that they, you were constantly thinking on them? Can you compare that to when you first got saved and how that God was on your mind and on your heart and in your thoughts all the time? Can I ask you how much do you love God? Does that need renewed? Can I encourage you to do so? Because all of the goodness of God is right here for those that love God. It says, as a matter of fact, in the book of 1 Corinthians, another verse that's read so many times and we pass right by who it's for. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. But as it is written, I had not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love Him. That for them that love Him. Now, not, not, not the others. If you don't love God, you don't even want to see what God's prepared for you. But the wonders of God that Paul is talking about here, he's talking about for those that love Him. Love Him. If you're a child of God, you love Him. 
There are no children of God who don't love God. That creature doesn't exist. As, as we quoted, the very first thing we read was Jesus said, if, you, if God were your father, you would love me. There are no Christians who don't love him. None. If you say, well, I'm a Christian, but I don't love God all the time, you're a liar. It says again in James, in James chapter 1, James chapter 1 and verse 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. <clears throat> this is a tough verse. Anybody here ever been tempted? You're quiet tonight, but everybody here is tempted. Everybody's tempted all the time. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to who? Them that love him. The crown of life, the reward of heaven itself. Everlasting life is given to who? Them that love Him. It's the only kind, of, only kind of child of God there is. Is them that love Him. Love Him. You see what I'm saying here? If, and if you love Him. See this Bible reads different. It's a love letter. I know, I know you've heard that said before. But if, if you love Him. Then you read this with desire. Wanting to know. This God who loves me, what, what do I need to do for Him? Not how far away from Him can I get, not, not what can I get away with, but how can I get closer to Him if, if you really love Him? It says in, in same James chapter 2, verse 5, it says, Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which He hath promised to them that love Him. The kingdom is promised to those that love God. Love God. The children of God love God. Amen. We don't have some kind of, uh, some kind of violent drunk for a father. We have a loving father. And I'm, and I'm going to, that's right. Now, I've known of children who didn't love their earthly father because he was some sort of cruel thing uh, that abandoned them and that beat them and so forth. But that's not our God. Our God's a loving Father. And, and I've not known any child that had a loving Father that didn't love Him. And the children of God love God. Love God. And I'm going to turn to one other thing though. Or in John chapter 14 and verse 15. Well, yeah, I'll turn there right. Well, John chapter 14 verse 15, I'll tell you what it says. Jesus said, if you love me, Keep my commandments. You see, this is, this is where we're going to separate things out. I, I, I told you that, that God's children loved Him. And that all the children of God loved God. But now here's where you can try yourself. Here's where you can find out for yourself whether or not you really love God. Because it's one thing to say you love God. People do that all the time. This world's full of people who say, oh, I love Jesus. And they go out and commit every kind of sin there is out there. They say, I may not always do right, but I love Jesus. I don't know how many times I've heard that. I hear that all the time. And especially when people find out you're a preacher, they try to justify themselves all the time. First thing people do when they find out you're a preacher is preach to you. And they try to justify themselves right off the bat. And somebody can be in the middle, in the middle of just, just gross sin. And they'll look right at me and smile. And say, well, I may not do everything right all the time, but I love Jesus and, and have a blessed day. And, and, and I'm looking, and 
I guess they think they're trying to fool the judge. I'm not even the judge. But Jesus said, if you love me, verse 15, keep my commandments. See, this is the mark here. We say we love God. Do we love God? If you love me, keep my commandments. How do you know that you love God? Well, that's a pretty good one right there. If you love me, keep my commandments. Now, I've asked you, did you love God this week like you ought to have? And I asked you, how's this year going as opposed to last year? Is your love for God getting better or is it going colder? Do you love Him? If you love me, He said, keep my commandments. Uh, then I'll turn over here to 1 John. 1 John. And I'm just going to read several scriptures in 1 John. How do you know that a man loves a woman? Well, if you're around him, he talks about her. <clears throat> How do you know that a woman loves a man? She'll talk about him. He'll come up in conversation all the time. Do you love God? Does He ever come up in conversation where you're at? Do you ever tell anybody what God has done for you? 1 John chapter 3. Verse 14 is a well-known verse and you ought to know it and you ought to mark it if you mark one. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. That means he's lost. He's not saved. Whatever he says don't matter. If you don't love nobody, you're not, you're not a child of God. Says, and If you think I made that up, the next verse says, Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. If you hate folks, you ain't a child of God. After all, the first commandment is love one another. Do you love God? Do you love God? Love one another, it says. It says in verse 7 of chapter 4, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. If you love God, you'll love your brothers, it says. Verse 8, He that loveth not, knoweth not God. For God is love. That's your birthmarks. Do you love God? Then you love the brethren. And again, people say, well, I love the brethren. You know, unless they do something to me. It's not what it says. If you love them, you love them. It don't mean you agree with them all the time. It don't mean that, that, uh, that you can help them all the time. Sometimes you can't help folks. But you love them. And if you want to know how you love them, turn to chapter 5 and look at verse 2. By this we know we love the children of God. How about that? You can know whether or not you love the brethren. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments. His commandments are not grievous. So I ask you again, do you love God? Because I, I, I just feel like I've got to get that settled before I can teach anything or preach anything. Do you love God? If you love Him, if you love Him, when you read your Scriptures, whenever you read them, I don't know if you read your Bible in the morning, in the evening, maybe you, you don't have a good habit right now, but if you love Him, you'll read that Bible looking for Him. Looking for Him. If you love Him when you come to church, 
you're going to be looking for a way to get closer to Him. And if you love Him, when you talk to other people, you're going to want to find a way to tell them about Him. And everything you do, everything you do, you're going to try to find a way to please Him. And I won't have to do anything to force you to, and neither will anybody else. But if you love Him, the love of God inside you will drive you. A preacher-driven Christian ain't a Christian. That's a fact. A person who's just trying to obey the rules so they can fit in out the church house ain't got nothing. But if you're a real child of God, what's going to drive you is the love of God inside you. And you will seek to find ways to please Him. And you will do your best to honor Him. And all we're going to be doing in here is coming together to help each other do what we already want to do. And that's to honor Him and obey Him. I'm going to close it out there. And we'll just close out with a word of prayer as we normally do. I'll ask Brother Ronald if you would, would you close us out with a word of prayer, sir?